Welcome to the podcast of the Renew Community. We strive to be a Jesus community who cares about the things Jesus cares about. As we adapt in this season of pandemic, we are meeting in our house churches in person and online as a primary space for worship, formation, connection, and encouragement. Teachings like this are one way we engage with scripture seeking to become more like Christ. These teaching podcasts also serve as a conversation starter for deeper engagement at House Church. We're glad you're listening. Good morning, everyone. Uh, so good to, to see you all, to be with you. Um, we're going we're gonna to spend a little bit of time in Psalm 145. So if, if you've got your Bible and you want to pull that out, or if you want to pull it up on your phone, um, I just invite you to do that now as I, as I begin the teaching time. Um, yeah, as, as Doug just kind of shared, we're, we're in this, this season of what does discipleship look like after the disruption? Uh, and, and we're focusing on these three things. Discipleship is being with Jesus. Discipleship is becoming more like Jesus. And discipleship is doing the things that Jesus did. And so this, this whole abide um, idea is that we want to be with Jesus. And one of the best ways that we can be with Jesus is to spend time in the scriptures and to see how God is revealing Jesus to us in the scriptures. And we actually get to encounter him together um, in, in his word. Uh, and so, yeah, as Doug mentioned, we still have some extra books. If you haven't gotten a copy yet, um, or if you're new and, and would like to pick one up, um, a $10 donation would be great to help us cover that. But if you, if you don't have $10, the book is yours. Um, it's not about the money. Um, it's about engaging with God. Uh, in that first session, just a quick recap um, for those of you who have engaged with it and um, intro for those of you who haven't. But they talk about six uh, kind of key ingredients to engaging with Scripture. And that is preparing and opening your heart to the Holy Spirit to speak. Um, through the word, and then obviously reading, but as you read, paying attention to what God wants to say to you, and then meditating and reflecting on what you've read and what God is speaking, then praying, actually talking to God about what it is that you read and what you sense God may be speaking to you. Uh, fifth ingredient is discussing with others. We had an opportunity to practice that this morning, just sharing what, what are you noticing? How is God showing up? And, and the last ingredient, these aren't in an order necessarily, but to obey, to act on what you sense God is speaking. Uh, and this week, we're, we're going to be moving into session two. We're, we're jumping around a little bit in the book, but in, in this case, we're moving from session one to session two. So nice and easy um, as we unload um, into this. But session two is praying scripture, is praying scripture. And these are two things that sometimes we, we like to separate while well, I read my Bible and I pray, and those are great ways to engage with God. And, and I don't think these are probably new to too many of us, um, that these disciplines are the best way for us to connect with God. But um, here we have an opportunity to kind of marry the two together, um, praying scripture. And, and I heard this verse, and Dennis, I, I didn't pay Dennis to to say what he'd said, um, but we're going to see this verse that he was just talking about. So Ephesians 6, yeah, the Holy Spirit was up to something. I was actually, I heard this through a, uh, an app that I use that is actually uh, comes from the UK. Uh, so 
the Holy Spirit's at work in, in the United Kingdom. Um, but yeah, this is Ephesians 6, 17 through 18. Does it take the helmet of salvation, put on the helmet of salvation and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now I've often, you know, if you're familiar with this passage, it's talking about the full armor of God. And there's, there's these other elements that come before this. And I often, oh, the, la- the last one is the sword of the spirit. But the sentence actually continues. And, and so unfortunately, I've often read this and stopped at 17. But 18 is, is a continuation of the same sentence. So put on the helmet of salvation, take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all kinds of prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And so in this verse, we see this marriage of the spirit actively working through the word and the spirit actively working through prayer. And so let's pray using the scripture and, and, and marry those two together to encounter the, the God of the universe who wants to meet with us. Um, so this week is praying scripture. Uh, and this can look a lot of different ways. There's lots of different ways to practice this. Um, in, in the video, I'm not going to re, retell the whole video, but they're just highlighting uh, three things. And in the book, you'll see this, but three different ways. One is to pray specific prayers of the scripture. The scripture is a treasure trove of prayers, uh, notably the Psalms, which are songs and the prayer book of the people, but also, of course, the Lord's Prayer. Anybody ever prayed the Lord's Prayer? Congratulations, you've prayed scripture before. This is not new to you. Um, But I'm curious, uh, and this is an open question, I invite you to respond. Do any of you have any? any specific prayers of scripture that have been particularly meaningful for you, Angela? Yeah. Be still and know that I am God. Yeah. That's a good prayer. That'll, that'll, that'll center you, right? Yeah. Linda. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Mm, those beautiful names of God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of mine is, is Ephesians three. Uh, this, this prayer of Paul, for this reason, I bow my knees before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints was the breadth and depth and length and height and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And if you haven't prayed that and been kind of blown away or taken aback, then you're probably just reading your Bible and not engaging with it. Because, and that, you spend some time with that, 
and you're encountering this God who loves you, whose love reaches to the heavens, whose faithfulness stretches to the sky. Um, so that's one is just praying specific prayers. There's, the Bible is full of prayers, um, and we can pray those too. Um, and we can pray those for ourselves, or we can insert other people's names in there to pray. Um, recently, I was reading in Psalm 31, 19, and 21. It says, how great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you. Blessed be the Lord, for he has made marvelous his loving kindness to me in a besieged city. And as I was sitting there, the Holy Spirit just promised, you need to pray that for other people. Those people who are trapped, who feel trapped right now. So I began to pray, how great is your goodness, Lord, that you have stored up for. I put their name in there. Make your love marvelous to them while they are feeling trapped. And then I was like, wait a second. There are actually people around the world living in besieged cities. Perhaps I should pray for them, that God would make his love marvelous to them in Ukraine and Ethiopia and other places. God, make your love marvelous to them. So that's one way. A second way um, is, and I think Linda maybe kind of introduced us to this, but is what are you feeling? What do you feel like you need to pray about? And then look for passages that relate to that. So I'm feeling anxious. Oh, there's this beautiful promise in the scripture, and I'm going to pray that. Or God, I'm feeling so thankful. Would you show me some prayers of thanksgiving that I could pray to you? Uh, so kind of taking a topical perspective of that. Uh, and then the third way is to invite the Holy Spirit to direct you as you're reading any passage. It doesn't have to be a prayer, but as you're reading what is the Holy Spirit prompting in you to pray? Um, I've been using this, this app called Lectio 365 that I just mentioned. Uh, and that's what they do in this app is they take a psalm and they invite you to pray rejoicing in God with that psalm. And then they take a passage and they read it once. And they, they lead you in prayer based off of what that passage is talking about. And then they read it again and continue to pray through that scripture. And so I would just encourage you, if you're, if, especially if you're an auditory learner and you engage really well that way, um, this app, it's about 10 minutes, um, which has been perfect for me. I drop my kids off at school, and then I have the 10-minute drive back home where I get to uh, pray and engage with scripture as I'm driving. Um, so it's called Lectio 365, and I think they recently just uh, came out with one that's for families and for young kids, too. So great resource there. Um, as we engage. Um, but I want to I wanna jump in to actually practicing this together. And so we're going we're gonna to do something that um, may be really, really different for some of you and, and maybe even uncomfortable in some ways, but you'll be okay. Trust me, God will meet you in this um, and you'll be okay. And some of you have actually practiced this with me before. Um, and it's, it's called community prayer. And it it, I learned about it through a book by Mary-Kate Morse um, called A Guidebook to Prayer. Um, and it's kind of like the abide version of prayer. She just has all these different practices for prayer. Um, but this one's called community prayer. Um, and basically what it is is we're in, a, we're in community right now, right? And so let's pray together. But let's not just pray as a community here, but let's join with the communion of saints through all of history who have prayed this prayer. 
and we'll join with the communion of saints in heaven who continue to echo this prayer. And so this is, we're going we're gonna to do Psalm 145. And here's what I'd like you to do. We're going to pray this in unity, but not in unison. Okay? So we're all going to stand up if you're able. You don't have to, but I encourage you to stand up. And I just want you to approach this, this Psalm 145, praying out loud to God. And so if you've got your Bible, uh, I encourage you to use that. I do have the text on the screen. It may be a little bit harder to see, um, but you can use that if you need to. Uh, and just enter into communion prayer, community with one another. And so you'll hear the voices around you praying. You're not trying to match them. You're not trying to stay with them. You're praying at your own pace, but out loud. And this is going to be a chorus of prayer to the Lord, joining in with the echo of saints through the ages who have prayed this prayer. Um, is that, we're going to do it two times. So you're going to read it out loud once, praying it to God. Pause, take a breath, uh, whatever you need to do. If there's something you want to say to God as you finish, and then begin again and do it a second time. Um, again, in unity, but not unison. Is that clear? Everybody's got that? Yeah, if uh, out loud, and if there's something that hits you and you're like, Ooh, I need to say a little bit more about that. Yeah, feel free. Um, but I encourage you to pray this out loud. Um, yeah, good question. Any, anybody else? All right. So I would invite you to stand if you are able. Um, yeah, and, and uh, take a, a couple deep breaths. And then whenever you're ready, just begin praying that to God out loud. Um, just the, the first time reading through, Marsha was saying, I, you know, I could hear everybody else. Um, the second time through, it just felt like, yeah, like you were kind of by yourself almost, um, surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Well, yeah, thanks for engaging with that, maybe stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit um, to try something new or maybe not new for you. Uh, but I, I want to, Gary mentioned this, one generation will, will share this story. And in my translation, um, in the verses says, eagerly utter the memory of your abundant goodness. Uh, and I think another translation says, everyone will tell the story of your wonderful goodness. Uh, and so if you, you would um, allow me, I would love to just share a story of, of God's wonderful goodness in my life. Um, some of you know the majority of this story. Some of you have heard it before. Some of you know bits and pieces of this story. Um, but I, yeah, just felt like the Lord is saying, all right, here's your chance. Share the story of God's wonderful goodness. And I believe that it's connected to engaging scripture and praying scripture. Um, so in, in 2014, uh, my wife and I had been married for four years. We had moved out here the, the year prior, and we, we'd always had this desire to have kids. Um, and in 2014, we really felt like we were in a place where, yeah, the, the, the timing felt right. And so we you know, were praying that God would give us a baby. Um, 
that God would give us a family. Um, and in November, I believe it was, we, we got a, a positive pregnancy test. Um, but about a month later, Jenny had a miscarriage. Um, yeah, many of you have experienced that heartache and the sorrow and grief that comes with losing a baby that you've prayed for and hoped for and, and desired. Um, and some of you um, are still longing for that. And so I recognize that as just a, a place of deep pain, um, disappointment, um, and not sure why. Um, you know, perhaps, perhaps in God's sovereignty, this is somehow part of his better plan, or perhaps this is the work of the evil one trying to discourage us, trying to lead us into doubting God's faithfulness and goodness. Perhaps it's just, you know, the, the, the forces of nature and biology that this just wasn't a viable pregnancy. Um, I'm not sure, uh, and I'm not all that concerned with the why. I tend to believe it's probably maybe a combination of the three, that there were natural and biological processes in place, and, and the evil one sought to use that to discourage us, um, to lead us into doubt, to turn from God. Um, but what I believe is absolutely true with all of my heart is that God takes even things that were meant for harm and turns them into good. Those words of Joseph, if you recall the story of Joseph and his brothers, that which you intended for good, God intended, or you intended for harm, God intended for good. And we see that ultimately fulfilled in Jesus that which the religious elites, that which the Roman soldiers, that which the powers that be intended for harm, God takes us, yeah, nice try. I can use that to save the whole world, to save all those who will put faith in my son and raise this Jesus from the dead. He's ultimately fulfilled. So that's, if there is nothing else that I believe, I believe that to be true, that God will take anything that was meant for evil and turn it into good. God is writing a good story. And so I believed that God would not waste this miscarriage, but use even that which was intended for harm to bring about good. And so 2015, we spent another year trying to get pregnant, um, hoping, um, but after a while, um, maybe getting a little bit discouraged with it, but we, we had already been talking before about adoption and foster care. And so we, we praying and decided, yeah, maybe this is the time that we begin that process. And so we entered into this process of getting certified to do foster care. And I can tell you for sure that if we had a, a one-year-old baby, we would not have been doing that. Um, uh, and so 2016, not long after finalizing um, that process, uh, the training and, and getting certified, we got a call about two young boys who were in foster care who needed a more permanent placement if things moved toward adoption. And I can guarantee you that if we had a baby, we would not have said yes to these two wonderful boys um, because we were in a two-bedroom apartment at the time and we were already like, uh, we said one, um, you're telling us two, but we think, we think this will work out. And, and we met, met them. Um, Fell in love with that nut down there. Um, sorry, Dan, I didn't mean that you're a nut. Um, 
yeah, fell in love with these boys and were just thrilled that we could invite them into our home. In 2017, a, a year after they move in with us, we, we finalize adoption and you all got to celebrate that with us, many of you. Um, yeah, just <laughs> what a joy. Man, God is so good. God is so good. Uh, can't imagine life without these two amazing boys and to watch them grow and to see what God is writing goodness into their story. Uh, and, and the story continues because we still had this desire to add to our family, um, especially to have a baby. And, and Jenny began sensing that God was speaking to her, that we were going to have a baby. Um, and she, <laughs> at one point, she turned to me and said, you know, I feel like God is telling me this, but I need you to hear God saying that too. She's like, you need to pray. I'm like, okay, I'll, God, <laughs> here's what God said to me. You can trust your wife. I kid you not, I'm laying in bed and I pray like, all right, God, you, Jenny says you said this to her. Would you confirm that to me? And I just hear God, you can trust your wife. I spoke it to her and she's speaking it to you. Uh, and then along the way, we had other encouragements um, along the way that came to encourage us to believe that this was God speaking into our lives and that we could trust him. In this. It wasn't an easy journey, um, and it was fairly long. Um, along the way, Jenny sensed God was uh, inviting her into a journey of, of improving her health and um, felt like the Lord was leading her to work with TIFF to, to get healthy and felt the Holy Spirit like, yeah, like trust TIFF in this process, uh, and she'll let you know when, when you're ready um, to start trying to have a baby to get pregnant again. Uh, so uh, November, I think, Tiff gives the word to Jenny, like, yeah, like you're, you're, you've improved a lot, you're ready. A month later, the positive pregnancy test comes back. And we're thrilled that God is fulfilling God's promises. Uh, and we, we begin, it's still early on, but we begin talking about names and uh, making a list of names that we like. And there are some, I don't remember all the girls' names, but, uh, and we didn't know whether it was a boy or a girl. Oliver, uh, Melvin, uh, Lucas, uh, I don't remember all of them. We have this list and we're talking with Dan and Tristan about like, getting their input and, and we're all getting excited. And then uh, still early on, Jenny begins experiencing pain. And bleeding. Not again, God. We've been through this before. You promised us. And she calls the doctor, and the doctor says, you know, this, this happens. It's, it's not out of the ordinary. Um, you know, it was a Sunday night. So if, it's, if you really feel like it's an emergency, you could come in. But, you know, make an appointment, come in tomorrow. I, Jenny felt okay going through the night. Uh, fear, anxiety, of course, but she leaves to the appointment on Monday, and I'm at home by myself. <laughs> what else am I going to do but pray? And so I begin praying, and I feel compelled to open up the scriptures because I don't, I don't lost words, and I don't know what else to pray. And so I open the scriptures, and 
I didn't have anything in particular in mind, and this is one of those opportunity, one of those instances where the Holy Spirit just kind of turns the pages. And I end up in Psalm 127. I was not looking for the psalm. I had forgotten it existed, uh, but I compelled to 127. It says, children are a gift from the Lord. Children born to a young man are like our arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. And it's as if God is just speaking to me. I told you, you can trust me. I told you this. This verse is for you. This promise is for you. And then I keep reading in Psalm 28. And it says, how joyful are those who fear the Lord, who follow his ways. How joyful and prosperous you will be. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine flourishing within your home. Your children will be like vigorous, young olive trees as they sit around your table. And shortly after I finish reading this, I get a text from Jenny. As everything looks good. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And, and when she gets home, I, I think we were sitting around dinner. I said, Jenny, I, I share this with you. I think if it's a boy, I think we know the name. I think we know the name. Your children will be like vigorous young olive trees as they sit around your table. And on September 1st, 2021, Oliver was born. Psalm 57, 8 says, As for me, I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. This has been the verse that we've been praying over his life. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. This past, so incredible joy to welcome this beautiful gift. This past year has been one of the hardest years of my life. Uh, many of you know this, um, but it has absolutely, without a doubt, right, Jenny, been the hardest year of her life. Um, and yet, as we celebrated his first birthday earlier this month, I look at this little boy and I'm reminded that he is thriving. And our family would not be standing here if it weren't for the goodness of God being demonstrated to us over and over throughout this whole journey, throughout this year, in the midst of really hard things, and specifically through you all, through the love, the support, the prayers, the food, the walks, the good questions, the listening, the hugs. You all have surrounded us. Thank you for being faithful followers of Jesus. Thank you for being faithful followers of Jesus who have loved us well and have manifested God's love to us. Thank you. So that's one of my stories of God's wonderful goodness. And I'm sure that you all have stories too. And so I just want to encourage you, invite you, take some time this week to share your story of God's wonderful goodness. Whether it's 
family. I would encourage you to share it with somebody from Renew. I'd encourage you to share it with somebody who is not a follower of Jesus. To bear witness to what God has done in your life. In the midst of this beautiful yet challenging year, Scripture and prayer, and often marrying the two together, has been an anchor for me, steadying my heart and soul on God's goodness and helping me to be with Jesus. And these abide practices have been reminding me of that. Uh, It's so easy, so easy to turn to other things, especially when you're going through hard stuff. This world has a lot to turn to. A lot to turn to, to escape, to numb, to distract, or even just to be busy with, even good things to be busy with. But as I was reading the John 15 passage, Jesus just reminded me, yeah, you can abide with those things, and they're not inherently evil. There's not much life in them. And so would you come and abide with me? so that you could bear fruit because there's life and there's flourishing as we abide in Christ. And so Jesus' invitation remains to all of us after all of the disruptions of the last few years and the disruptions that continue to come our way. Jesus' invitation remains to us, come and abide with me and I will abide with you. And so I want just to extend this invitation as I close out, this invitation and encouragement to you, the authors of Scripture are telling the story of God's wonderful goodness. The gospel writers, this is the story. Jesus is the story. He is the person of God's wonderful goodness. We need to write this down so that it can be handed down generation to generation. And the Holy Spirit is active in this telling of this story, in the rereading of this story. So we get to engage with this. And I want to just encourage you, God is still speaking through these words, through these stories, through these songs and prayers that are handed down from generation to generation. To jump into praying scripture this week, seeking to know God, to grow deeper in your relationship with the one who created you, the one who loves you, the one who knows you, and the one who wants to be known by you. I want to invite our worship team up. We can respond to God's wonderful goodness in praise. And as they come, I want to pray. Uh, Just want to remind you this verse. The Lord is near to those who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. And what greater truth is there than the scriptures? And as you call on him through the truth of his scriptures this week, the Lord will be near to you. The Lord will be near to you. Let me pray. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit 
in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ, to experience it. Experience the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast of the Renew Community. This in no way should replace the formation within a community of Jesus followers. If you are looking for a church, would like more information about Renew, or would like to give financially to this ministry, check out our website at renewcommunity.org.